0: Welcome back to the front nine podcast, Derek and Nate with you tonight, uh, getting ready for the PGA championship is going to be happening this weekend at Kiowa Island in, uh, just outside of Charleston, South Carolina, Kiowa Island, South Carolina. Uh, and, uh, and, and I I, I know we're really, really excited about that, but obviously there was a big, uh, you know, development in golf as a a new winner on the PGA tour, uh, won this weekend. KH Lee came out with a win at the AT&T Byron Nelson battling weather and weather delays and all kinds of other crazy stuff that was going on. Squeegee and greens while people were on the green putting, like all kinds of crazy stuff uh, happening uh, this weekend. So uh, we're going to talk just a briefly about some of that stuff, and then we're going to move on to the top storylines, moving into the PGA Championship for this week. And then uh, we're excited because we're actually going to record a special recap episode of the PGA Championship. So make sure you stay tuned uh, on Sunday night as soon as, uh, coverage ends on Sunday we're going to jump on uh, record a uh, recap podcast uh, for that uh, so a little bit of extra uh, recap and, uh, and and material from front nine golf uh, coming this upcoming week so excited uh, to be in the second major of 2021 and uh, looking forward to the rest of the golf season but uh, Nate I know you uh, watched a little bit more golf than I did this week and uh, and I also know that you Unlike me, have played at Kiowa, so um, so I, I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited to hear your takes on the pod tonight because I think they'll be uh, they'll be helpful. And obviously, we're missing uh, maybe the the funniest and best looking uh, part of the trio uh, in uh, in Bob Pan, uh, who's who's out tonight because of because uh, of work. But but we're uh, you know we're going to try and hold down the fort in his uh, in his stead. So uh how are you doing tonight and uh and what's uh I don't know what what maybe did you take away from this past weekend watching some of the golf uh and watching KH Lee kind of pull out that win
1: yeah i'm I'm doing great. Uh, it's always uh, a lot of fun when you get to get ready for a major championship at a golf course that you've played. It doesn't happen very often. um I have played Beth Page black with you. And, and Kyle, right. actually. So, you know, that, yeah. that is one course that I've played major. So it's it's just interesting to remember. Um, you also played the, Wingfoot, which was the US Open yeah.
0: course last year. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yep. So it happened so. Uh, a couple times, um, not very often. And I actually played you know, when Bob and I had the opportunity to play Kiowa. It was actually in 2012, a couple weeks before, uh, three, four weeks before the PGA you know, last time when Rory won by eight strokes. So it was really interesting to watch. Uh, Bob and I kind of struggled going around Kiowa. Rory made it look really easy. So it, it was really <laughs> funny to kind of see how your game stacks up. And the interesting part about the PGA Championship is that they let PGA pros, you know, club pros play. And so you kind of have a couple, you know, not that those guys are regular golfers because they are great golfers in and of themselves. Right. Um, but you have a couple guys who aren't tour pros who don't make their living, making cuts and cashing checks mm-hmm. and endorsement dollars and those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's always interesting to see kind of what some of the highest scores were on the days, um, you know, mm-hmm. that, that everybody is playing on, on Thursday and Friday. So you can kind of stack up what you shot. I know Bob and I were doing that, uh, back in 2012. So, uh, the PGA <laughs> should be a ton of fun this year. I can't wait for the uh, recap show when we get on with Bob and talk about what just happened, because that's kind of the – I get most excited about golf right after all the action happens. So the fact that we're going to get together for the first time in the history of front nine and and do that on a Sunday evening, uh, I hope we can do that for all the majors. should be a ton of fun. Right, Um, right. But last week, uh, Sunday specifically, the one takeaway that I have is it's really hard to watch tape-delayed golf.
0: <laughs> I, I did not
1: know what was going on. I obviously knew that it was tape delayed, and and they tried to push everybody out as soon as possible because obviously the worst case scenario for everybody this week would to be getting you know being delayed getting to Kiwa. Nobody wanted that finish at TPC Craig Ranch in Dallas to drag on any longer than it had to. Now they want to respect everybody and the fact that you know those guys are out there playing for their livings. And there's a lot of guys who are playing in that tournament that aren't necessarily qualified for Kiowa and they're not going to Kiowa. So, you know, uh, you need to respect that. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, you also want to get everybody in there and get everybody out or else none of the top players are ever going to come to the week before a major. If you get that kind of reputation as a tournament. Right. Yeah. So it's hard to balance those things. And as a golf fan, me personally, like, you know, Instagram, my golf, you know, Instagram is basically a golf feed for me. That's right, all it is. Too. And yeah, so it's, it's you know, I knew they pushed everybody out as soon as possible in threesomes off both tees. And so by the time I picked up watching coverage at one o'clock, like, you know, that had been done for a couple hours. Right. And it's really hard for me personally to stay engaged in that. I don't know why that is like just knowing <laughs> that it's not live, knowing that I could Google it if I wanted to. I actually right. ended up doing some housework. I had some sure you know list stuff that i had to knock out <laughs> that's what i was doing it but if it was live golf i'm i'm fairly certain i would have sat there and watched it so it's it's right. an interesting kind of concept that because i know it's not live it doesn't mean as much to me um, right yeah, yeah yeah and i think the other thing was is, is how they were like you said they were trying to squeegee greens they were clearly trying to get everybody done as soon as possible yeah. Um once I saw that KH Lee had a two or three shot lead and that last rain delay, I think they were on sixteen or seventeen. I right. I I stopped watching. I was hoping for Daniel Berger. He's one of my favorite guys on tour. I love right. watching that guy. Like it's not necessarily pretty to watch all the time, and I know we've talked about him yeah. on the pod in the past. Yeah, you we know, hit yeah. he doesn't have one of those high ball flights and the ball doesn't carry three twenty, but that right. guy golfs his ball and he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, so I was hoping for him, hoping he could win. Um, But at the same time, I also uh, pick Sun J.M. in my work pool regularly. And I feel like I get like half credit (laughs) because K.H. Lee and (laughs) Sun J.M. may be related in some way. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, when I when
1: I first saw K.H. Lee, like when I saw him on the coverage, I thought that was Sun J.M. They look like the resemblance is striking.
0: Yeah. Now KH well, Lee
1: may be a little more in shape or may go to the gym a little bit more than Sun J M, uh, especially in, in in the face a little bit. But like they look like their body shapes, like if you looked at them walking like their silhouettes walking down a fairway, <laughs> I'm not sure you could tell
0: the difference between those two guys. Oh man. Well, no, and you can't, and like they wear the same hat too. That I think that's the hard part. Well, I Is think that, one has a Callaway logo. Yeah, but one has a Callaway logo. and One has a Titles logo on the side, and and so the, and it's not on the front; it's on the side, right? They yeah, it's have on the side. A, a yep. CGA Logistics logo on the front of their hat, and so. But anyway, it's just it's funny because yeah, like almost identical, except their golf bags and that little logo on the side of their hat. So, um, so it's kind of hard to tell them apart. But obviously, good for Gage Lee. Uh, to come out with a win this past weekend, um, and and to to do, um, you know what I think probably people have been expecting. I think he's been kind of a rising star in the game of golf, and to see, uh, and, and and we talked about this last week, right? Like this new Korean company taking over TaylorMade, and I think you know those kinds of things like that, like having Korean golfers uh, having success in in the world of golf uh obviously lends itself to think hmm i wonder how many of these guys maybe will make a transition to uh TaylorMade who i mean honestly has been pretty much the 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 top um you know the top equipment company on tour uh at least for the last you know several years since since signing some of those bigger name guys like uh rory and, and tiger so um it, it'll be interesting to see, uh, like guys like this, really having a a you know place in the game of golf, um, and and potentially you know being faces that people recognize and can distinguish um, uh, from one another. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's what TaylorMade needs. They need <laughs> K. H. Lee, Sun J. M. on the
0: same you know roster, and they can tape some commercials. Right, uh, I feel like right. that would
1: be really funny content.
0: You know. You know it's going to be great because I think what they would they would technically be able to play in the Presidents Cup together, right?
1: Yeah, like, if, there you go. What know, if that yeah. was like? What if
0: that was a Presidents Cup pairing that like you got to see them play together? It'd be like, there okay, who is this hitting that shot? Um, like, could you tell? Could the could could David Faraday distinguish? Um, that would be that would be interesting, you challenging.
1: Know? I think he would have lots of funny jokes so, about to play it, the sure. to
0: play the game. Is it M or is it Lee? Is it M or is it Lee? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Faraday would have some fun with that, but, um, but anyway. Uh, so obviously, great, uh, great win there, and and uh, and obviously glad the tournament was able to to finish in time to to get the guys to Kiwa because this is Major Championship Week. It is uh, a week that we all love. I was looking at the coverage windows. I'm loving what ESPN, CBS are putting together ESPN plus is going to have coverage from 7am to 1pm and then ESPN from 1pm to 7pm. Uh, so it's 12 hours full of golf coverage every single day, um, starting on Thursday. So I don't know if you get a better, uh, situation than that. Um, and I think, I I don't know that there, I mean, we, we talk about NBC. I think we do like the NBC crew. Um, however, I mean, ESPN's crew is really, really good. I think, and I and I think CBS's crew is really really good. So you got two really good crews working this um, event. That's going to give you great coverage, and and you're going to be able to watch a ton of it. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And uh, and I'm really I'm really excited to see what uh, what 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 transpires over this week. But obviously there are some really big storylines coming into this week. And I think maybe among the biggest, right? We talked about this last week a little bit after Rory's win at Wells Fargo is, you know, is is Rory, I mean, he's the odds-on favorite. Does he actually come out with a win uh, like he did in 2012 uh, and, you know, kind of repeating uh, a, a, as a repeat, like, consecutive start winner like he ultimately did in 2014 when he won the PGA also. Um, that was his third consecutive start that he won a tournament. So maybe this is, you know, his second consecutive start that maybe he wins. Do you, do you think Rory walks away with the victory this week?
1: I mean, it's so hard to tell, uh, especially because I think more so. You know, I, I think of Kiwa more as a venue that that's probably more similar to a a British Open or the Open Championship, as 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 everyone likes to call it. I mm-hmm. grew up calling it the British Open. You know, where it's really dependent on your draw. And the weather really has a a say. So in terms of answering the question, I I absolutely think that, you know, Rory could. But there are so many factors that are likely outside of his or anyone else's control. And so I I, I don't think that it's necessary. I mean, if it's Rory or the field, I I think you'd probably have to go with the field. Because I think whether it's the the weather or some other factors or, or just the way that the course kind of is going to set up and play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it ultimately is. And, and we talked a little bit about this via text message last week, but I think relying on weather and conditions as opposed to long rough, um, it, you know, it, it is a great equalizer. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it does produce the best champion. And, and if Rory is the guy who hits the ball the best, then yes, he'll win, mm. but there's a chance that's not going to be him.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean I I do think that like a week like this there are there are a few things that you have to do really really well maybe better than everyone else and that is you know you 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 have to be in control of the golf ball and when you miss you have to miss in the right spots and be able to get it up and down um so you have to really know uh and pick and choose your spots I think I think short game around the greens is going to be huge this week, and I would not be surprised to see if like the winner uh, is the 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 is a, is someone who probably is going to be in the top ten strokes gained around the greens um, because I think I think that that there's going to be a premium put on those you know those chips um, on those elevated greens. I mean, there's a lot. Th- these greens are elevated. Um, it's a Pete Dye design. Uh, elevated greens, lots of really tight. Um, lies around the greens that you're chipping up to these greens. So uh, windy conditions, it's, it's going to be tricky. I think, I think strokes gained around the greens is going to be a huge stat this week um, at at Kiwa. And, you know, I mean, obviously I love Rory. um, And I think, I I think he will be one of the guys up there um, throughout the week. I don't know if he'll win, but I think he's going to be, I think he's, it's hard pressed to say that he's not going to, to compete and, and potentially have a chance, um, you know, headed into the weekend. Uh, knowing, you know, how he how he came out of uh, Wells Fargo, and just, you know, that this is a place where he has a lot of confidence, winning by eight shots, and and being the only person to reach double digits under par in 2012, uh, pretty significant, um, I think. Probably confidence coming in here. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right so,
1: yeah, yeah, you would you would think that he had some significant confidence boost coming out of wells fargo Mm -hmm. you know it's it's i could see it setting up very similarly he's had success at that venue before um you know maybe he's not feeling great but it that didn't matter at wells fargo he hit some loose shots but he ultimately won he was able to you know i I think that seven iron at the last hole after he had kind of you know thought maybe for a second maybe his heart was in his throat and Mm -hmm. hit that bad drive and had a mm-hmm. chance to you know maybe squander that one away. He hit a great shot when he needed to. That's right. the kind of stuff you know, out of rough with a weird lie to the middle of the green, two putts to win. You know, those are the types of shots under pressure. Uh, you know, when things are moving really quickly, that that matter, and I think that give pros confidence. And and Rory should certainly have some of that. Absolutely. Yeah, but for you sure. know, one of the things that I think will and and it, it we talked about it a couple weeks ago when Rory won, but the guy who leads the tour every week in scrambling isn't necessarily that much better of a chipper right. around the greens. He's a better putter than everybody.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's ultimately what drives scrambling stats. You know, are yeah. some guys going to chip the ball a foot closer? Sure. But are some guys going to make more putts from that seven to True. 10 foot range than other guys? Absolutely. Absolutely right and yeah. and like we talked about with Rory, that was the story of his round one at Quail Hollow. He mm-hmm. wouldn't have been yeah. in that position if he wasn't scraping it together for par from time to time during round one right and really yeah. holding that round together and that's the kind of thing you know it, it doesn't look as as cool or, or as sexy on TV when you're you know hitting it in the rough and having to hack it out and chipping it right. up there close and then making an it right. footer for par. But ultimately, that's what wins you golf tournaments. And so, if Rory is in that mode, you know, you give him credit. But you contrast somebody like Rory to, I think, maybe the second most compelling tie, you know, uh, headline
0: or <laughs> story
1: <laughs> is Jordan Spieth,
0: right? For right, yeah, for, for multiple sure. for reasons.
1: Sure. I think yeah. one, his kind of resurgence this year. He's coming back out of the valley. He's won. He's been in contention. It seems like every tournament he plays in, his name's on the leaderboard now, and it would be great for golf. He moves the needle if it happens at the PGA, but also this is a chance for him to complete the career Grand Slam.
0: Right. Yeah. And the only major he hasn't won.
1: Yep. That's correct. And so for him, it's almost, I don't want to call it an opposite, but that guy, I mean, some of the shots he was hitting at at Craig Ranch were unbelievable. I mean, he, (laughs) he's that guy who literally you can go drop a ball anywhere on a golf course and he can get up and down. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that is what I really, and we talked about this a little bit on, on the tech string as well, is, is that's really what I think will come into play more because with the wind and how long the course could play, mm. and I think it's important because we talked about it last week and I think it was, you know, almost 7,900 yards is basically as, uh, what the yeah. course could play. They yep. don't necessarily, the PGA is not necessarily, Kerry Haig, the guy who sets up their tournaments, or the courses right. for their tournaments, he's not necessarily going to set that up to play that long every day. It's going right. to be based on, you know, the the, the strength of the wind.
0: And so right. if it's
1: going to be really hard from the west, the the holes that are going back into the wind, they're going to shorten them up a little bit. Right, the hole's going downwind, they may play at the back every day if that's the case, right? Right. So it's really more the flexibility associated with, hey, based on the conditions, this hole could be really easy or it could be really hard. So if it's going to play really hard, we're going to make it play 350 yards as opposed to 450 yards. Right, yeah. And I think that plays into a guy like Jordan, like Colin Markawa, not necessarily a Bryson or a Rory, not that Bryson and Rory aren't good enough to get up and down from anywhere and don't have world-class short games because (laughs) they clearly have shown us that they do. Right. But that's not necessarily the strength of their game or what you think of when you think of those guys. And so for me, the versatility and the flexibility of a, of a guy who has a great short game like Jordan, because ultimately Mm -hmm. with the weather, everybody's probably going to be missing greens. They're going to be missing fairways. And really the premium this week, I think the stat that's going to separate, you know, the best in the world from even amongst themselves is going to
0: be who can get up and down when they absolutely have to. Right. Well, and I think, I think it's interesting that you said both like, I I mean, obviously I think Spieth obviously is the second, if not the first biggest storyline coming in just because it is a career grand slam opportunity. He is playing in great form right now. He's won already this year. There's a good chance uh that he could put it together and this could be the time um and and it, what a better place to do it i mean i, I don't know that there is a better place to do it i mean he's won uh british open um that that you would say is probably very comparable to a golf course like this he won at chambers bay uh the us open which is a golf course i would think you would compare it to something like this um and uh and so i mean i think i think that they this could fit him well um, obviously if it's, if it's windy, uh, if it's dry, which I think it will be dry and hard and fast because I, I don't live too far away from Charleston, South Carolina to know the like, Hey, we haven't gotten a ton of rain on the East coast in the last two months. And so, um, I expect the golf course to be very, very, even though it might play long and obviously for these guys there, it's not going to feel that long. It's not going to seem that long. Uh, for these guys. And so uh, they're, they're going to eat it up um, in a, in a sense of yardage goes, I I don't think the yardage is necessarily going to be the issue. Um, It is going to be the weather conditions, the wind and those kinds of things. So, uh, but I, but I find it interesting, the people that you name, like, like Spieth or Colin, like, like the thing that you uh, talk about is getting up and down from anywhere. And, and I think the you know, you talk about Bryson and Rory in the same sentence as potential opportunities to win, but, like, they gain their strokes off the tee. Like, everyone would tell you that. Every stat would tell you that. Every tournament would tell you that. Those guys are winning and gaining strokes over the field, off of the tee, and it's when those guys don't – but it's when those guys start to gain strokes on the greens, like Rory did at Wells Fargo, um, that that they actually um, – you know they they come alive a little bit more and and um, end up winning. Not saying that the strokes gained off the tee isn't as an advantage, but I think we we will see that those strokes gained on the green around the green are probably a bigger advantage, especially playing in a place like Kiowa where the weather conditions can dictate so much. And uh, and so yeah, I love I love thinking that Speeth actually can pull it off this week. I think Speeth is a great. Uh, guy to look at uh who's he's focused he's got great mentality he's got confidence um he he's he's got his game in order where he is contending uh expects be to play well and uh and you know if you're if you're a betting person i'm uh, you know you might want to put you know you might want to put some money on speed this week i think uh he's got a chance uh to to make history uh, I don't know how else to put it, but he's got a chance to make history this week and and come out on top for sure. Um, what a, like uh, I, I would I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on this. I mean, obviously DJ, um, world number one, but since since the Genesis Invitational hasn't had a top ten finish um, and has not really fared well. I mean, missed the cut at the Masters, so. Didn't make the cut there. Didn't play well. Um, Wasn't really anything to talk about. I don't even, I don't know if he even made the cut at the players. Um, Can't remember. Um, I know he wasn't anywhere in contention at the players. Um, Just not, you know, I mean, it just has not looked like the world number one. Uh, Many, many other players, uh, even Cameron Tringali, I think is actually um, ahead of him in, um, in, in scoring average and things like that since, since January 1. So, I mean, do you – I mean, this is South Carolina. It's his home state. He's the world number one who we've talked about as being one of probably the two most talented, naturally talented golfers on the planet, like – is this the week DJ finds it? Is this or or is he yeah. still kind of in a funk? I and mean, what do you it's think? It's a it's a good
1: question. Um, and I think this is classic. I think we're in kind of the classic DJ mode, right? Sometimes <laughs> like to me, he just looks disinterested sometimes. Hmm. And not that he doesn't look disinterested all the time, and I guess you have to kind of differentiate those two looks, <laughs> I suppose. Like I, I think it's kind of a happy go lucky kind of all shucks. When he's out on the golf course and playing well, like I hit it, I go find it, I hit it again. Like I'm not going to overcomplicate this because that's not the way that I think. That's not what I'm going to do. Um, but sometimes his attention and his focus seems to wane. And I think we're in one of those like, you know, he has these kind of upticks and then he has these downs and it takes a while for him to get back up out of it. Uh, yeah. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say something like must have changed. Is he hurt a little bit? Does his, mm-hmm. is his back sore? I know he talked about some knee issues, and and so he's doing backflips off of
0: boats. I mean, yeah. Well, he'd, he, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody would think DJ is the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> well, I wouldn't um, be doing that, but I mean, you would think that he's smart enough to know if he's got injuries, he probably isn't doing that, right? I know. I, <laughs> no, okay. no, I don't think that. I don't. Okay. Think that. So you think he's that dumb? Okay. I, yeah. That's good. That's good to yes. know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, have you? If you like, and I, and I don't say that in like a bad way. If, if that, like, I'm not trying to insult DJ. I, I yeah, love the guy. Just, I just yeah, You're I think that's saying, his personality. I don't think he thinks himself. about that kind of stuff. Correct, so. he does. That's not his thought process at all. Um, he's a guy who shows up. He lives in the moment, and that's the end of that. And so, hmm. I don't think there's a ton of forethought that goes into that around certain people and certain groups and no, I, I, so, um, you know, that's the thing. I, is he hurt maybe, uh, but he certainly doesn't look focused and, and whether he's hurt or, or focused, he certainly doesn't look sharp. So right. I can't imagine that this is the week that it all comes together because typically we've seen, even with DJ, there's kind of a slow ramp up period where he has there. There's some indications of light, You know, there's some light at the end of the tunnel there. Uh, We haven't seen that in a while. And so, but at the same time, you know, on the other hand of that argument, he is DJ. He is dominant at times. And could he have that one swing tip? Because we've talked about that consistently during this podcast. It only takes Mm. one slight grip setup or, you know, club change. And all of a sudden... You're hitting all, all right. those shots that you were slightly mishitting. You're flushing, and you're making all those putts, and right. you remember who you are, and you get all those good feels again, and you're you know you're you're back to yourself. So, for sure, could this yeah. be the week? Yes, I just don't think that DJ is a grinder that it takes to win under the conditions that I would expect to see at Kiowa. That's yeah. kind of the bottom line for me. Is I think it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And some guys make golf look really easy. Mm-hmm. DJ's one of them at times. Right. And sometimes you wonder if, and my college basketball coach used to talk about, like, if you're going to be successful in basketball, you have to be willing to suffer. Mm. And I think the condition, because, you know, basketball is going to be hard. You're going to be tired. You're, you know, the refs aren't going to be going your way. Nothing's fault. Like, you're going to have yeah. to fight through some adversity. DJ doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's fighting through adversity, especially right now. Mm -hmm. And I think the conditions that these guys are going to potentially face out at Kiowa are going to be adversity. They're going to be tough. And DJ doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's going to buckle down, take the good with the bad, and just keep going. Because ultimately the ball strikers, like you were talking about a second ago, whether it's Rory or Bryson – you know, DJ Brooks, we can talk about the guys who are elite ball strikers, you know, in, mm-hmm. in world golf. They're yeah. going to be a little like it's easier to chip in wind than it is to hit a 220 yard four iron in wind. Right. Right? Because the mm-hmm. there's gonna be gusts, there's gonna be the direct variances. So right. Much less, yeah. e- exactly right. And so I think the guys who have better short games, even if it's a, a little bit that over the course of the week could lead to two, three, four strokes. Mm-hmm. Whereas the guys who are going to be guessing at wind directions, because we've all played golf in the wind. We know how that works. Mm-hmm. You hit a great shot, but for some reason, that ball is not affected by the wind. Or you hit a bad shot, and it, it, it is affected. You know, so it's, like, it, it's hard to guess some of those variables and control everything. And with the conditions, I just can't imagine somebody who I haven't seen their best form and I, I don't believe is in their best form showing up and, and really contending. So to answer your question, I mean, I, I hope he does because I think, uh, you know, the world number one, specifically DJ in his home state, like that's a great storyline. And I think it would be right. really intriguing, interesting golf. Right. I just can't see it happening.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I think maybe a little bit differently about DJ. I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying when it comes to like, seems maybe a little disinterested. Um, but I honestly, I, I also think there's an aspect of DJ of where, because he seems disinterested, like he doesn't get too high or too low. Like he, if he makes a bogey, it's not going to be the end of the world for him. Um, and it, And, you know, and if he starts going on a run, it's not going to be, you know, like he's not going to think like, oh, this thing's done. I got this thing in the bag, but it might give him some confidence to keep playing well. And so I think he kind of he does a good job of not getting too emotionally invested in the moment. I'll say that. And I think that is to his benefit, because I do think that there are going to be some situations where, like, you're just not going to be able to avoid making a bogey. And it's the guy who doesn't get too emotionally invested in trying to still make par, um, and it just will accept the score that the golf course has just given him because of the shot that he hit, or because of the wind condition, or whatever, um, and can just kind of roll with the punches. Um, and I feel like VJ's a guy who can roll with those punches a little bit better than some. And so I I look at it from that perspective as well and think you know I I think he could I think he could surprise some people. Um, not because obviously, I mean, he's not really surprising anyone as the world number one, but surprise people in the fact that, like, I mean, it would be uh, that that like, I mean, I don't think he's he's even one of the top three um, or four guys people expect to win this week, um, even though he's the world number one. I, you know, and I could see him, um, you know, just sticking around and, and playing his game and. And maybe getting hot one day and, and getting a, a really good round and, and shooting sixty seven or, or something like that and shooting five under on a day and getting just enough confidence and staying close enough to the leaderboard um, that, you know, if some other guys begin to fade or they begin to try and do a little bit too much, you know, he's right there. So, um, you know, I I don't I don't I I'm like you. I don't really expect him to to really show up and and uh contend uh but but i think he um he definitely it it won't be from a lack of being able to deal with the punches in my opinion like i think it'll just be because his game is not very good right now um like i just don't think his game is in the best form right now i think i think he he mentally can hold up to this kind of test so yeah i
1: I agree i think who show who shows up If it's the DJ that's willing to roll with the punches and realize, like, yeah, you know what? I I don't know that a crazy high score, it's not going to take 20 under to win this tournament. And I'm going to make a bunch of birdies, but I also may make some bogeys. And, you know, if if you get that DJ, because sometimes I do think DJ tries to be too perfect, too. Mm. Right. Because he does truly have the this is kind of what I think some really top guys like Rory and Justin Thomas certainly does. And I think, you know, we saw it from Tiger too during Mm -hmm. kind of the little, the down ticks that he had is these guys are used to being able to, you know, basically a golf club in their hand is a magic wand for the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Right. They can do whatever they want with a golf ball whenever they want to Mm -hmm. uh, when they're on. And so when you have circumstances where it's not, clicking on all cylinders can you find a way to still make good scores shoot good scores when you don't have your magic wand and dj has had that magic wand for the better part of two years now and now it's kind of slipping or it's ticking down a little bit is he able to figure out a way to play very successful lucrative productive golf When it's not going exactly like he knows it can go because I think most golfers hold themselves like, you know, whether it's me or you or our buddy Robbie or Dustin (laughs) Johnson or Justin Thomas, I think does this a lot too. And I think he vocalizes it a lot more than Dustin does. Right. Everybody holds themselves in the world of golf to kind of the best version of themselves. Hmm. Like we all think we're going to go out and shoot our best score. Like when I think I'm going to go out and play golf, I think I'm going to shoot 73, 75 every time. That's Mm -hmm. not realistic. Mm -hmm. Like when I have 200 yards, I expect to hit that six iron, you know, to 15 feet. That's not realistic, right? Right. And imagine what that's like for Dustin Johnson, who has literally done that a thousand times, right? (laughs) He expects to hit that driver exactly where he's looking. Right. That five iron, that four, he expects to make so many putts and hit it so close. And so when it's not working like that, I think it's easy for some of those guys to get pretty frustrated mm-hmm. because I know how frustrated I get. Right. And so to your point, if he's able to roll with the punches when it's not going exactly right, when maybe you could get frustrated because you hit that shot really good and the wind didn't push it as far or it came up short or you know, the wind died and you hit it long or whatever is going to happen out there.
0: Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. he's ready
1: to roll with that, I think he could be out there. I just don't think that's what's going to happen this week.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I mean, we, we talk about Bryson a lot on this show and I mean, rightfully so. I mean, he's a, he's a, just a fascinating guy to to look at and, and watch and, and talk about where does, where do you think he finishes? This week, do you think you know? Yeah, it's I mean, a great what, question. What are your thoughts there? Because I, I i don't know, man. I just I feel like i i don't, I don't know if he finishes in the top twenty. Well, I, mean, I, just, I think he it, yeah. I think he's backdooring top tens because he right, makes the cut on the, the number thing. and then like you know doesn't care and it somehow finds his way into the top ten on the weekend. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I agree, and and I feel a little personally invested in this because I was lucky. I, I thought at the time I was lucky enough. Um, for the the work kind of pool that we do, I got Bryson uh, last week at the Byron Nelson with the fourth pick, which I thought at the time was great value. Um, didn't exactly work out that way, mm. but you know it. it and so I, I hometown he he had a pretty good finish over the weekend at Wells Fargo. You know, those those were pretty good things that I thought were trending in his direction. <laughs> and then in the weekend, you know, he kind of lost it. And I don't know if that was because he kind of lost interest, kind of to your point. He, you know, he doesn't really care. He kind of tried. He's, he's trying some new things. If you noticed, he's back using that older version of a driver that he won at Bay Hill with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't the newer Rad Speed. It was the older Uh, pro LTD that he was using, the all blacked out version that actually looks really cool. Um, So I don't, I don't necessarily know what, what that says, but you know, my general thought is when a pro is switching equipment, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Right. Um, Probably means that he's he's looking for something exactly right. And so I don't know what that is from Bryson because I watched some highlights. I never saw very many of his shots, but I watched some highlights and he had some really good shots he mm-hmm. didn't hit enough good shots, and then he hit some really bad shots, and and he had a really bad week on the greens. I think, mm. um, didn't make some putts that he should have, and then ended up getting a little bit like, <laughs> you know, like what we do, get a mm-hmm. little bit too aggressive, and then mm-hmm. you hit them four, five, six feet past, and you don't make that comebacker, and then you're really mad that you three put something that you should have one putted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he did that a couple times in in the you know rounds two and three, but. I just – I don't know how his ball flight works out in crazy conditions.
0: Yeah, that's I where I'm can't, at. I yeah. can't
1: imagine that, that that ball flight, as hard as he hits it with as much swing speed, mm-hmm. it's hard to see how that's predictable. Mm. Because generally speaking, what golfers have done for you know the last 25 years is you think about taking spin off of golf shots – yeah which generally involves dialing back your swing speed right. which is fairly which is basically the exact opposite of what Bryson tries to do now mhm so you know off the tee and and maybe he has the ability to hit some irons or you know a driving iron or some 3 woods but i, I it seems it seems to me that and, and who knows he could come out because we i think i would have said the same thing about the, my analysis of his chances at wing foot. Mm. Maybe he's able to come out and take advantage of some of the down, uh, the downwind holes mm-hmm. and get balls close to where he's, you know, chipping or hitting some flip wedges. But even right. then the greens are going to be fairly hard. And sometimes yeah. I think it's one of those things where you may want to be further back. So you can take a little bit of a, you know, more of a swing to, to mm-hmm. keep spin on the ball to hold the green. So, Yeah, it's just it's hard to tell. I just don't think like Craig Ranch, if any whole if any course on tour was going to set up for him in his hometown, wide open, long, just big golf course where he can go out and hit some shots. And, you know, for the better part of three rounds, he had the ball in his hand because they were playing lift, clean in place. Yeah, I thought that would have been it. So mm. I, I just it doesn't seem like his game is clicking on all cylinders like you would want heading into a major. Not that you need right. him winning the week before, but you want him to play a little bit better than I think how he's played at Wells Fargo and at the Byron Nelson.
0: You're right. 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 Yeah, and I agree with you on that. I think I think you def- you definitely want him to uh you you definitely want to see him come out and be the you know be the Bryson that everybody wants to see but at the same time I don't know that that necessarily is what's going to work at this particular golf course and, I, and you know we talk about this about guys that like time like they're going to win plenty of tournaments they're going to win plenty of majors um I think Bryson's one of those guys I think you know for for the next however many years we're going to be talking about Um, At each major championship, and and I, but I, but I do think he is he is a guy who you have to really take into consideration the fact that like the variance of his misses are so big. Like when he misses, like when he hits it, great. I mean, it is it is incredible. I mean, it's like wow. Like I didn't know you could swing that hard on a string, Um, and and yet at the same time, when he gets squirrely, he gets really squirrely. Um, and I think his tempo, because he's training himself to hit it so far, what I've noticed since he's done that is I feel like his tempo on shorter shots and his feel shots around the greens and things like that, like on, on shots, you would expect him to be able to take advantage of the short distances. We talked about this at Bay Hill, right? Where he had like 78 yards or 88 yards into that par five because he drove it so far. Um, and then he, you know, he missed the green from that spot. Like in in my mind, like the maybe the the speed and the training and those kinds of things messed up his tempo on some of those shorter shots that has caused some issues with distance control um and and flight control and maybe even you know those kinds of things that that are leaving him still having to figure out how do I make 10, 12, 15 footers for birdie instead of them being tap in birdies like you expect because of how far he's hitting it. Um, I think at Kiowa, if that's the case, he's going to struggle. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I, he he hits it so far, and and really is a like whether we like it or not, he is just an incredible, incredible golfer. Um, and uh, and so you know, I think I think a lot like a lot like DJ. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays well, but I I mean, I honestly, I kind of expect him to to kind of flirt around the cut line, uh, maybe miss the cut. Uh, If he makes the cut, maybe make the cut by a shot or two at the best. And then, you know, if he, if he does top 10, if he does make it inside the top 20, top 15, I think it's because he has a really good weekend and the pressure's off and he's really kind of out of contention from the, from the start. So, um, you know, I think, I think that is kind of when he also plays better is when he loosens up a little bit. I think he puts a lot of pressure on himself to come out and, and contend. Um, and when he does that i think that's when he he really struggles to to be free and loose and and play well and um and it's when you know it, it's kind of over um and he doesn't have a chance that's that's when he kind of loosens up i think we saw that at um i think we saw you know we've seen that on both sides i think we saw that you know at the um at Wells Fargo on the on the side of where he just barely makes a cut and then he plays well enough to get into the top ten before the end of the weekend, and then we we also see that from the the standpoint of like a tournament like the Players where you know um, he just he didn't he couldn't really hold it together on Sunday when he was in contention because um, you know the pressure was on it didn't seem like he really like. Held up against the pressure, uh, especially not like Justin Thomas did. Uh, I think then that's going to be kind of what's going to have to happen at a place like this. Pete Dye design, a lot like, uh, obviously, a lot longer than um, TPC Sawgrass, but but very much you know um, a shot makers golf course, and and you know got to be in it, and and you got to have control of the golf ball, and I think it's going to take you know people hanging around until Sunday and then somebody really making a move on Sunday was what we're going to see, um, somebody come out and win. So, um, so who are the other guys? Who are the guys that, that maybe, um, you think of that also have a chance here, maybe past guys that we haven't talked about, maybe Kepka, uh, maybe guys, uh, you know, um, who, you know. Yeah. So let's, you let's know, wrap th- those, those kinds of names. Who do you think?
1: Let's rapid fire through a couple guys. Like as we sit here and talk about some of the stuff, and this is why I love doing the podcast, is it kind of helps clarify some of my own thinking, to be honest with you. Like you kinda <laughs> you kinda get it out and you think about it. The more I think right. about it, and maybe he's flying a little bit under the radar, and I think he's probably third or fourth and, and we just mentioned him, but I'm not so sure Justin Thomas isn't a guy who like if I had to pick number one right now in a league somewhere, that I wouldn't take him, to be honest mm. with you. I feel like the pressure's a little bit off because it feels like there's more, you know, Rory won at Wells Fargo, 2012 history, Spieth with kind of his comeback. And you kind of have JT who has had a really good season, one at the players, he's been sharp. Mm -hmm. And here he is at at a course. There's some similarity there. I've played Sawgrass probably, I don't know, 10 times. And I've played, uh, like, they feel similar. Mm. Um, and so you think maybe that might pay off he's a ball striker if he's yeah. putting well I'm not so sure that he some, might not some be people say he's
0: the best iron player on tour like I, legitimately no one hits their irons better than JT well
1: I mean Tiger Woods does even now probably <laughs> like <laughs> they, that's the thing that is lost for Tiger, and, and it will like it's not going to be. and And I'm not a Tiger fan, and we don't have to like talk about this in detail now. But how good Tiger Woods is with his irons, uh, even now a- and in his older age, is unbelievable. Like the uh, the the he is that much better than even the best golfers in the world. Huh. So anybody who talks about their ball striking, especially with kind of the middle to short irons it's like it's nothing even now in comparison to Tiger Woods much less a Tiger from you know the mid 2000s or the early 2000s but anyway on (laughs) tour playing right now at Kiowa maybe Justin (laughs) Thomas is the best iron player and I think that would serve him really well Mm -hmm. but the question for Justin Thomas for me and and I'll let you talk about JT because I think it just like you know he justifies us both talking about it but it's, it's always mentality for me. Is he mm. ready for that struggle, for that battle that's likely going to exist out on that golf course? Right. Because the, the circumstances are not going to be favorable. They're not always going to be easy. Things are not going to come. And, and is he ready? And sometimes when he is ready and he looks like he's ready and focused, um, there's nobody that can touch him.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then at other times, he seems to almost like self-implode. Mm-hmm. There's that there's that pressure or that self-talk that comes in and it it's like self-inflicted errors almost that exists. And like that right. kind of like pouty 15 year old golfer that all of us have inside of us right. uh, comes out and we can actually hear it on the coverage. So <laughs> it, it just depends. and And I think he's probably in a good spot. I follow him on Instagram. He was actually posting some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um they got to seventeen and I think it's you know about two hundred and twenty yards over the water, uh into the wind. He said he picked a four iron and it looked really good in the air and it came up short, ended up going in the water. Hmm. Um and so you know, he posts some really cool stuff, but I, I like to me, JT is JT's biggest competition. Yeah the guy who figure like the guy who's going to determine if he wins isn't anybody else and i think that's a that's, that's ultimately a compliment like hmm. if he shows up and he plays really well and he is sharp mentally he wins i'm convinced yeah. of that because not even rory dustin jordan if jt plays his best game and and he's able to kind of stay off of himself get out of his own way to some extent mentally i think he wins this week
0: wow yeah, well, I mean that's I I love that pick actually. I I, I was thinking about how it kind of seems like even you kind of saw it at the players uh and we've seen him kind of work in that low stinger driver that he hits. Um it's almost as if he started working on that thinking of this tournament. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just like thinking about yeah. this 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 week. Um, knowing that he was going to have to have something a little bit different in the bag, um, that, you know, like he's been thinking about this tournament for a while. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, I like JT a lot this week. I think, uh, he'd probably be the top guy I would think of outside of Rory and Spieth. Um, he's probably that guy right there with them in my opinion, who, who probably has the best chance of pulling it out. Um, I think it rides and dies on his putter, though. And and I think that that's where we've seen his frustration mostly this year. Uh, obviously, we know about his his issues at the Valspar, a uh, uh, well-documented issues at the Valspar, uh, where he probably right. hit it better than anyone else in the field and putted it worse than everyone else in the field. And it, and it really, you know, costed him a ton. Uh, he worked on that a lot. I'm sure he's been continuing to work on that since that tournament to To get that improved, uh, but I think that's where it's going to ride and die. It's going to ride and die on that that Scotty Cameron, uh, you know, Fang putter that he uses, and um, you know, it's that that he won the PGA with it at at you know um, Quail Hollow, um, you know, former PGA champion already uh dad is a you know PGA guy his grandfather who passed away is a PGA guy i think there's a lot of great storylines there of JT's in in contention and has a chance to win um but yeah i mean i i think um JT hits it better than anyone else on a more consistent basis than everybody else in my opinion on tour you see i i just don't see him get squirrely as often off the tee um, or even you know, with his iron play, his wedge play, just so dialed in with the, that stuff uh, most of the time. It's just his putter. Uh, I think is really where where he struggles. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, I think I think I wouldn't be surprised if he if he puts it together. I think I think he there there it'll be hard for anybody else to beat him if he puts it together on the greens. Uh, in my opinion, and because and, and, I think he pretty much always has it together everywhere, <laughs> everywhere else. Um, but, but if he can put it together on the greens, I think it will be hard to beat him this week for sure. I think he probably will be, uh, the favorite if he is in the top five strokes gain putting. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think, I think I love, he
1: wins. I love his, uh, I love the sh- the shot making mentality. You brought that up, right? Yeah. yeah, those, yeah. Whether it's the low stinger, the draw, the face, like I, I love that. And I think that plays really well. Around Kiwa, and if he has that same mentality, I think that that says great things for him. So yeah, I, I think he sees
0: he sees shots like and Tiger. feels feels shots. Yeah, yeah and he exactly. feels shots. It, you know, I, I I remember listening to uh, to him talk to his ca- his caddy um, at the players on sixteen, and uh, and it was I think I think the shot was like I want to say it was like two hundred five yards. Um. Two hundred five yards, and and I think for 200, 200 yard, that I mean that's probably a six iron for him normally. Um, but he goes, you know, I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna hit a little soft five. I'm just gonna kind of hold it up against the wind and cut it in there, and he hit it to like four feet, made eagle um, on sixteen. And I just thought, oh man, like that is what it, that's what it's like to be a shot maker. Like you don't have to hit the club that goes two hundred yards. You take one more, you take something off of it, you cut it a little bit. You know you you execute the shot that you see and that you feel and j t does that and that's you know that's what maybe sets him apart um as as those guys so um you have a you have a guy that you're looking at that might be would be a first time winner like first time major uh, winner
1: first time major winner
0: like I, mean, I don't know. Are I you mean, gonna, think about the names you got, man. I mean, you got well. Are you going to You got Shawley, You got Cameron you Smith. He's been us, playing uh, great. You got. I you feel know. like you're
1: going to give us Willie Z.
0: No, no, not okay. Willie Z. Not. This I week. mean, I like I like Willie Z, but I'm I'm not going to pick Willie Z. I
1: don't see to me. Um, and and you know, you mentioned Tony Finau, and you know, that's my guy. But dude, it, man, it is my guy, and I I I would love for him to win. I just don't think this is the week for it to happen because I think. More so than most, and I think it shows up in British Opens maybe as well. It, it When conditions are, are difficult, it typically favors guys who have experience, I think. Mm-hmm. And so for me, looking at who's going to be successful this week, one of those kind of intangible categories is experience, just because I think you have to have something to draw on when mm-hmm. things aren't going your way. Because Mm -hmm. all of these guys, like in relation, in in our perspective, they're all really, really, really good. But what ultimately separates all these guys is their own kind of mental ability to process what they're going through and to hit and and to put forth their best effort on every single shot. Mm -hmm. And I think you almost like when the wind is blowing and when there may be sideways rain and you know, when you're a little bit frustrated, I, I think that's when that really comes into play. Yeah. And so not to say that there couldn't be a first-time winner because there absolutely could be, but this week maybe more so than some of the other ones, I, I do think in my mind one of the characteristics that, that I weigh heavily would be experience. Hmm. So guys that I think, like, you know, so to kind of turn your question a little bit, somebody who I think could be really good this week um, not that, you know, I know he won the U S open a long time ago. I think it was 2012, maybe. Um, you got a guy like Webb Simpson. Yep. One you know, not plus. necessarily a, not, you know, a, a, he may be in the top 10 of the world for all I know. Like he's a really good golfer. He was, he was a couple of weeks recently, ago. For sure. yeah, yeah. I know he was recently and, and he's been playing really well, but I think having some of yeah. those, you know, experiences in your memory bank and knowing that you've been there, knowing that you've done it. Um, I I think that matters this week. And I think that was the essence of Finau's quote. And I have to go back and look at the exact quote, but it was essentially like, there are only so many guys who truly believe deep down that they can really win one of these. Mm. And Tony said that he, you know, Finau said he was one of those guys. Right. Mm. But there are like, like, and, you know, I think you, we've heard that from other people out on tour. Like there are only so many guys who really show up thinking they're going to win. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the essence of that that Kisner quote. Like right. they pay you a bunch of money to to finish 20th. Well like, yeah, does, I mean does it, it does even Kevin goes Kisner to what Rory said. Really think you can win. Yeah, may, <laughs> yeah like, I'm sure all of those guys have some level of pride in in right. their game and if they you know, we're up towards the leaderboard. Sure. Yeah. They're going to do well. And they're going to, if try everyone their best. else
0: blows it, then I might win. Yeah.
1: Right. I, I <laughs> but I, I genuinely believe that there are some guys that have that level of self-belief. and And I think some of that for guys is formed from been, you know, being there and doing it in the past.
0: And so right. I, I think that can be a big factor this weekend, especially late. Right. Well, yeah. And I think, even to Rory, to that point, I mean, Rory, even after Wells Fargo, was like, you know, I I honestly, I didn't expect to come out and win. You know, like, I mean, like, he didn't show up thinking he was going to win. So, I mean, I think that there is that aspect of where even even the best players in the world feel that way at times. Um, except maybe Tiger. Tiger might be the only one who every single time he tees it up, he does expect to win. Right. Um. But but like the but Rory and, and has even admitted and and I would I would say that he's probably one of the best players, um, in the world. Uh, and not only now, but probably of all time. Um. And and he struggles believing that he can win every time he tees it up. So, um, I think that that's definitely true. But I mean, I you know my thing is is I think that there are certain guys who who have good mentality um, and and don't take it too seriously and if they um, you know if they get if they get uh, I, I I do think it'll be hard for them to close it out but but I think that there there are a couple guys like I think Cameron Smith is one of those guys. Um, Cam Smith is a guy who I think a lot like j t hits shots, He's a shot maker. Uh, from Australia, probably course conditions very similar to a lot of what he's played in Australia. He's obviously a Jack's uh, Beach guy, so he, yeah. he's a member at TPC Sawgrass, plays at TPC Sawgrass all the time, Pete Dye Design. So um, I, I, if I'm going to go with a first-time winner, a guy that has not won a major championship before, that would be the guy I would look to to, to say, you know what? I think he could pull it out. I think he could do it. Um, he's in good form. He, you know, obviously just recently pulled something out with with leash, uh, you know, at the Zurich. So, um, I, I would, I would look forward to seeing the mullet ho- host the trophy or hoist the trophy, um, on Sunday, if he got if he got the chance. So,
1: yeah, that'd um, be that'd be, I think that'd be great. And he recently yeah. did that uh, stream song, "Blue No Laying Up." Uh, yeah, did you watch
0: that? I did. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I kind of I started love, to fall asleep. I started I loved, falling asleep. I, mean, I love
1: Stream Song blues. so <laughs> like, watching some of those guys play against Cameron Smith was a lot of fun.
0: He made it look so easy though. Bye. He made it look so I mean he was driving the ball forty yards from the green on on like right. you know, four hundred and thirty yard par fours. It's like oh cash. Um so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, yeah, I, I, I would pick him as like a first time guy. I, I also think of, uh, you know, guys like Daniel Berger, really kind of a, a grinder, um, has a chance to play well and, and do well here. A guy like Fleetwood, maybe, um, has yep. a chance to do well here. Uh, so th- those are the kind of guys I'm thinking of, um, when I think about the first time, uh, winners. John Rom, I think, you know, obviously one of the best players in the world. It's hard to leave him out of the conversation. Absolutely. Um, but uh, what do you think? Uh, well, so let, let, let's do Bob's Bob picked Rory. All right. So Bob texted us. He couldn't be on the pod tonight, but he did pick Rory and he said the winning score is going to be somewhere around five under par. Um, so I, I would I'd be interested to see like, who do you, who are you picking and what do you think the winning score is going to be?
1: Yeah. So as we mentioned earlier, I'm going to go with uh, JT I, right. I think circumstances line up for him and I think he's ultimately successful at the end of the week. I don't think Bob is far off with that score. I'm going to say 8-under. Eight 8-under
0: eight par. Okay. And
1: I think largely it's really it, it. It's almost impossible to guess the winning score because it's going to be so contingent on the conditions, but right. I will tell you what I think is going to happen is I think we get a decent day on either a Thursday or a Friday and then we get kind of a decent day on either a Saturday or a Sunday we'll see Mm -hmm. which one that is but uh, the opposite of those is going to be really hard and really miserable and so Mm -hmm. it's going to be about hanging on at times but then you're going to have to switch that mentality and then start attacking again Mm -hmm. uh, because conditions are going to clear up so it'll be Mm -hmm. interesting to see how the weather ultimately plays out because I think that is going to be the story and that's always the story that's what we talk about every week when, right yeah, when yeah. golf especially courses in major championships expe- right but when golf courses are soft and guys can play lift clean in place and i know they try not to play that in majors as much as possible i you know if it starts raining i can't imagine they won't do that um right. you know you can't make golf courses long enough 7900 yards is not long enough for these guys so <laughs> I, I still think they're going to be some birdies i don't think it's going to quite get to 10 under but i think 8 under is a good number for me
0: Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Spieth. Uh, you know, I, I like Speeth. Um, I picked him at the masters. He played really, really well, came close. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to take Speeth at, uh, at Kiowa just cause I, I mean, I, I honestly, I probably would rather pick one of the two guys you guys picked, but I don't want to, I don't want to be on a bandwagon. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll be the devil's advocate. I'll go with Speeth And I think the winning score is four under par. Oh wow! Um, at okay. the end of the week, I think um, he, I he, he at Chambers Bay he won at five under par. I think was the, the winning score. I think it's going to be something like that. Um, I think it's going to be hard and fast. I think the the wind is going to blow. Um, I I think that you know there there probably are going to be less than ten guys under par at the end of the week, and um, and so and I think I but but maybe even less than five under par um at the end of the week and i think you know i think smith is one of those guys who can who can do it i think he can go out and he can shoot you know 471s and pull it out um and uh and i think you know if you if you go out there and you can post a 70 um you know and and just kind of and and maybe you know along with um a couple even par rounds and and you know uh, I think you're gonna be pretty pretty in a pretty good spot. And uh so I think I think speeth with his short game, uh with his ability to get up and down, uh, as well as just his current form, I like I like him to play well. And so I'm gonna pick him to win four under par. So that's uh that's my pick. So uh appreciate you guys uh tuning in to uh, our PGA uh kind of lead in uh to the PGA championship of golf coverage Thursday through Sunday. So uh, if you don't have ESPN Plus, I'd encourage you to go and get it uh, this week. It, you can get a seven-day free trial uh, for ESPN Plus, which means you can watch all the golf you want for free. You don't have to actually subscribe past uh, seven days, but it is kind of worth it. I mean, it's only like $4.99 a month. Uh, and you get a lot of extra stuff, but but you'll definitely get a lot of extra golf coverage this week if you get that, um, and uh, and then you'll see stuff on ESPN and and CBS throughout the weekend um, as well. So. Make sure you guys uh, go tune in, watch the golf, and then join us. Uh, We're going to be back late Sunday night after the uh, the coverage is over. We're going to record a special pod, so check us out Monday morning for our recap show uh, as it will be posted by Monday morning for uh, your listening pleasure as you head into the office uh, after a great weekend uh, watching a major championship. So, as always, uh, thank you so much for listening to this. We really enjoyed making this podcast, so make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Let us know. Uh, how uh, and what you're enjoying about listening to the show and if there's anything you want to hear in the future And, and like I said we'll be back with you guys early next week with our recap of the PGA Championship. Thanks for tuning in and you guys have a great night.